Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We all know Kenny Pickett's coming back, but you might be wondering, who's coming back for the Steelers? Who's going to be their quarterbacks in 2024 other than Kenny Pickett? Welcome into the Believe in Steelers show. My name is Mark Bergen, flying solo today. I want to continue the discussion about who the Steelers could go after free agent quarterbacks. So we know the draft that'll be here. We'll talk some combine today. Cam Hayward having surgery in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers themselves submitting a bid to host the NFL draft in either 2026 or 2027. But a name we didn't discuss that is due to become an unrestricted free agent is Baker Mayfield. You might say, Mark, there's no way. And you're right, because as it stands right now on February the 21st, the Steelers are $6 million over the cap. Okay, over the cap. Baker Mayfield, I've seen reports he's going to want as much as $40 million a season. That is too much money. But if you could get him on a team-friendly deal for like 20, 25 mil, would you do it? I'd consider it. And Baker Mayfield's going to be a name that could set off the quarterback carousel like dominoes because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are likely to use their franchise tag on two other players before they would spend it on Mayfield. Those two players being Antoine Winfield Jr. and Mike Evans. And the Bucs have a history of using the franchise tag. They did it with Shaq Barrett. They did it with Chris Godwin. They got both of those players under long-term contracts. So if Mayfield hits the open market, who are the suitors? Pittsburgh's maybe one of them, but they don't have the money right now to spend it. Omar Khan, who's been known as the money man before he became the Steelers GM, is notorious and, and is the master at moving money around, right? If you brought in Mayfield, you're saying, hey, Kenny Pickett, you're going to a backup role just for the amount of money that you'd have to spend to bring him in. But it would be amazing to see the Steelers and Baker Mayfield go up against Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. It would be must-watch television. And what you need with the swagger at the quarterback position, I think Baker brings that to the table. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's an elite-level quarterback. Probably not what you were hoping for when he was the first overall pick in the NFL draft. But here are the suitors for Mayfield. What would be even funnier than Pittsburgh going up against his team with the Browns is if the Atlanta Falcons make a real run at Baker Mayfield. Reason being, Mayfield played for the Panthers and he's played for the Buccaneers, two teams in the division, two teams in the NFC South division. So I think the Falcons are a real suitor. I also think that the Minnesota Vikings are a possibility if Minnesota wants to move on from Kirk Cousins. I've seen Denver. Denver's salary cap situation is even more dire than the Steelers as it stands right now. We'll see where that comes out to be when Russell Wilson is out on the open market. I know the Patriots would be in the mix, but if you're Mayfield, why would you want to go to New England where you have hardly any weapons around you? Unless you say, hey, go get Marvin Harrison Jr. with the third overall pick. Right? Think the, the, the that the Buccaneers would be wise to re-sign Mayfield because it's really who else is out there. And the Buccaneers have something like the 26th overall pick in the NFL draft. But I think that there are other possibilities. The commanders potentially too with Mayfield, if the commanders want to go that route as well. 
The Buccaneers have about $32 million in salary cap space, so I, it'll be interesting to see how that negotiation shakes out with Tampa. But Mayfield is a name that we didn't discuss when we talk about, okay, maybe you try to re-sign Mason Rudolph if you're the Steelers. Maybe you go after Ryan Tannehill given his connection with new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith given their time in Tennessee. Obviously, I think you have to draft someone because the Steelers are going to need two quarterbacks given that Kenny Pickett is the only quarterback under contract for the 2024 season as it stands right now at this moment in time on February the 21st. So if you're Pittsburgh, you've got to sort all of this out. Kirk Cousins, dome quarterback, used to playing indoors in primetime games. How would he fare in the AFC North? Justin Fields, the Bears probably want too much compensation. I've I've said this first round pick is is too high for Justin Fields. I'd consider a second rounder. You could probably talk me into that. Third rounder, I'm calling in the pick yesterday for Justin Fields. Um, that's just my opinion. A lot of people would disagree given durability issues with Justin Fields, given turnover issues with Justin Fields. But the fact of the matter is, is even if you're Kenny Pickett's biggest fan and it did not go well in year two, six touchdowns, four interceptions. Even if you're Kenny Pickett's biggest fan, he hasn't stayed healthy. In two seasons now, this is the Steelers quarterback. He has battled injuries. And you see what happens with Joe Burrow. You see what happens with Deshaun Watson this past season in your division. You're going to need a capable backup quarterback in the AFC North with the style of football and the physicality. So who is Pittsburgh bringing in? That remains to be seen. Again, Baker Mayfield, I don't think it's likely, but I would consider it. And if you could get Baker Mayfield on, say, like a $20, $25 million deal, that's probably going to be a lot less than what he wants to get. He probably wants to get to 40. But I'd rather have that contract to where you know you're going to make your money over the next several seasons if you're Mayfield versus to continue to bounce around from the Browns to the Panthers, then the Rams, then this past season with the Buccaneers and what he did with two really good receivers in Tampa. So where Baker Mayfield winds up, that could be the domino piece that sets all of this off. And I think if you're the Steelers, you at least have that to talk about it a little bit. I don't think it's very likely at all. But man, Mayfield going up against his former team and that edge that he brings, that swagger. Oh man, like I'm already, see, in my mind right now, it's like, let's bring back the Baker Mayfield State Farm commercials if that were to happen, because he would be back. But where Baker winds up, keep an eye on that and how shrewd the negotiations are with Tampa, because someone is going to want Baker Mayfield in free agency this year. I think someone's going to overpay for him. I think there's a team that will pay a premium for his services. What you have around him, if everything's ar around him is right, remember, is it two, three seasons back now when the Browns gave the Chiefs a run for their money in the playoffs? And it was a close game. Mahomes got hurt in the game. That game was for the taking. But everything was right around Mayfield in terms of receivers, running back, offensive line. He can be a good quarterback for you if everything else is right. And we saw that this past season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. We'll see where Baker Mayfield winds up in the offseason. Cam Hayward has surgery posting on his Instagram, and he'll be back in the final year of his contract in 2024. 35 years old. He's turning 35 in May. That cap hit is tough for Cam Hayward. 
He's going to be owed in cash $16 million. His cap hit, though, is $22.4 million. This is where, if you're Omar Khan, let's spread that money around. Appeal to Cam Hayward and say, hey, we want to keep you in a Steelers uniform for maybe the next two, three seasons, however long you want to play. But to do that, we're going to have to renegotiate a little bit. And I love Cam Hayward. He is the epitome of what it means to be a Steeler, the Walter Payton man of the year. Father time is undefeated, though. And for a 35-year-old carrying a $22.4 million cap hit, can we spread that money around just a little bit? Because on an open market, I don't think Cam Hayward's going to get $16 million. I don't. Now, if you were to say, hey, we're just going to outright get rid of Cam Hayward, I don't think that's wise. Given his leadership in the locker room, his on-field production when healthy, and just what he means to the Steelers organization. But can you renegotiate with him? And this is where, if you're Omar Khan, this is where you earn your big bucks. Because on an open market, Cam Hayward's not going to make that kind of contract if he wants to continue playing beyond the 2024 season. And he might not. But he is the type of player, and I've said this about him too, and I feel the same way about Pouncey up front, is what Mike Tomlin said earlier this offseason. A championship-level caliber player, I'd like to see him finally achieve the postseason success that he deserves as a player because he's been in this locker room and this organization for a long, long time. And I can't wait to see what he does this upcoming season because having to have off-season surgery on that groin, you could argue he's playing on one leg when he came back. You could make that argument. And he's as good as there is up front with his technique. And really, other than Aaron Donald, when Cam Hayward's playing at his highest level, maybe this was a few seasons back, he's as good as there is in the NFL. And that's going to be a huge question mark beyond 2024 is, do you bring him back? What do you do up front? Because he is the basis of that defense. Like, we've seen what this defense is without TJ Watt due to injuries. Up front, what it is what it is without Cam Hayward? Ooh, I don't know if I want to know the answer to that. And I'll say this, they, the Steelers have done a good job of managing him. Uh, I am really excited about Keanu Benton. I liked how Larry Joby played. Maybe it won't be as difficult to replace the on-field production with Cam Hayward, but the, the locker room leadership, the professionalism, whew, that's, that's something that he brings to the table that makes Cam Hayward who he is. So we'll see. Beyond 2024, is there an extension? Does he want to play beyond this season? What does he want to do and how the team handles this? I think is huge because that cap hit, again, $22.4 million is a lot for any player, let alone a 35-year-old defensive lineman who's seen it all and who's played at the highest level. Who's played at the highest level. Can't wait to see him out on the field and healthy. I think the Steelers have done a good job of managing him uh, almost a country club type training camp because I know what Cam Hayward does on the field between the lines. He doesn't need every single practice rep because injuries are the only thing that are going to stop Cam Hayward. He's not going to sub himself out. He's not that type of dude. He's not that type of player. Today's episode of Believe in Steelers is brought to you by betonline.ag. It's the NFL offseason, but there's a lot that you can bet on with the combine, with the upcoming draft. And other sports, basketball, hockey, what have you, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Player props, spreads, over-unders. 
And you can use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. You can see that on your screen right now to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Pittsburgh submitting a bid for the NFL draft in 2026 or 2027. Detroit's going to host the 2024 draft in April. Green Bay is going to get it in 2025. Bring the draft to Pittsburgh. We've seen it all over. We've seen it in Cleveland and Kansas City and Nashville and Vegas and Jerry World and Arlington, Chicago, all over since they moved it. I think 2014 was the last year where Radio City Music Hall in New York City used to always host it. And I will say this. I love to see the Jets fans boo. Loved seeing that year in and year out. But it showcases great NFL cities on a national stage in a national audience. And to show people what the city of Pittsburgh's all about, the 412, what that view is like coming out of the Fort Pitt Tunnel where you see the downtown area, it is beautiful. And I said this too in a tweet, let's get everyone Primanti brothers and let's have a weekend. And let's showcase what the city of Pittsburgh is all about. I would absolutely love to see this. The Steelers have submitted their bid. And let me get you a little bit more information about this as well. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette is reporting that if the draft is held in Pittsburgh, again, either 2026 or 2027, that the stage would, the event would be held somewhere between Acrisure Stadium and Stage AE along North Shore Drive. You'd have musical acts, you'd have experiences throughout the weekends, um, making sure that there's young kids involved, that there's flag football, that there's diversity, and just bringing the city together. I mean, it's what the Steelers do. Now, Visit Pittsburgh is saying that this event would have an economic impact of $120 million and up to $160 million. I'm always a little bit wary of these studies because they're conducted by the people hosting the events themselves <laughs> and they're conducted by marketing companies, but no doubt it would have a positive impact on the city of Pittsburgh. You get more people in from all over the country to come see the draft. And you might get people that be able to drive into Pittsburgh that otherwise wouldn't be able to go to the draft when it's held in other parts of the country. I know it doesn't account for displacement. And what I mean by that is like people who would decide to go out this week, that weekend, but instead to decide to do something else because of the draft or people who intentionally avoid it just because there's going to be a lot of crowds. But I would love to see this. I would love to see this considering like if Green Bay can host the draft, if Cleveland can host the draft, why not Pittsburgh? Why not Pittsburgh? One obstacle though. And football's going after everyone. You know, 92 of the top 100 watch broadcasts last year were the NFL. The NFL would have to cooperate with Major League Baseball because remember, you've got the Pirates right there too. So the Pirates are going to be mid-season at that point. They'll be in-season, I should say, when the draft's held at the end of April. So you'd have to cooperate with Major League Baseball too. But I, I don't see any reason considering Philly, Nashville, Cleveland, Vegas, Kansas City. Again, Detroit will be this year. Next year is going to be Green Bay. 2026 or 2027, the draft in Pittsburgh would be a terrific event. A terrific event. And again, a showcase of what is a great city, the 412. I, 
I would love to see this happen. And, and I love to see other markets get it, not just the big boys of the LA's, the New York's. I grew up in, in the Chicago suburbs, but to see all these other great cities get their due and to see the NFL draft move around, it's, it's really special. It's a special event. And when they've hosted it in other cities, it's been, it's been terrific to see. It's been great television. It's been great television. Speaking of the draft, combine starting next week. On-field drills will start next Thursday. So recording this on Wednesday, February the 21st. So a little bit more than a week away from the NFL drafts. And remember, I've called this the underwear Olympics in the past. We get mesmerized by 40-yard dash times and maybe a vertical jump. Look for the broad jump, though. It's a great measure of explosiveness, regardless of which position group that you are. We've talked about this in the past of what's the most important combine measure. I mean, really, the look at your in injury history, player interviews, but the broad jump is a big one for me in terms of player explosiveness because, oh, well, a guy can throw a weight around, a 225 bench. Again, the 40-yard dash might be one of the more overrated uh Testing like to me with the with the forty yard dash, unless someone's player, uh, if a player's time is just really really slow, like I'm talking like this player's out of shape slow, then it's a concern for me. But like the difference between a four five and a four six when most plays don't go that long, quickness to me is a lot more important than outright speed, and especially if you're talking tenths of a second. Um, I know we love the 40 yard dash and the fastest man and you know we love all of that, but in terms of football player, it doesn't really mean a whole lot and they're not wearing pads either. So yeah, I'd probably say the team interviews are important. And then in terms of the, the actual physical testing, the broad jump is, uh, is pretty important. Let me get to some viewer questions. We have 14 people watching. Steven checking in saying, what's up, everyone? Let's smash that like button on the way in. Here we go, Steelers. Steven, thank you for checking in. I appreciate that. Um, Jared Devil checking in saying, hello. Chilla21 saying, what's up? Mark Baker isn't bad. Yeah, I hate to admit this. I mean, like as a Steelers fan, Cleveland ran Baker Mayfield out of town. In the final year he played for the Browns, remember he had that shoulder harness on his left shoulder? Played hurt, played through an injury. No one in the front office protected him, saying, hey, Baker, we appreciate you trying. We're going to shut it down maybe next year. OBJ's dad goes and, remember, compiled that video of all the missed throws. Because he's playing hurt, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to make that argument. You can win with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. You got to get some things right around him. He can't propel your team. We saw what Mayfield was in Carolina because what did Baker Mayfield have in Carolina other than maybe DJ Moore? Realistically, who did he have, right? He goes to the Rams, fills in for that game. It was a primetime game. McVay kind of rejuvenates him and says, where's the fun in playing sport, that joy that he can bring to the table when he's rolling? When he first came in as the Browns quarterback, his rookie season, there was a juice. There was an electricity. And I think Baker got back to that a little bit this past season. 
going to the Bucks from the Rams to the Bucks, and he got his team into the playoffs. What he did with good receivers. So if you brought him to Pittsburgh to where you say, at least for one year, you got George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Let's like even a decent quarterback. We saw it with Mason Rudolph, right? And Fryermuth too is pretty good too. It's a tight end, right? For for the passing game I'm talking about here. That should be an appeal. And that's why I like with Kenny Pickett, with a new OC. I don't want to just say let's outright abandon Kenny Pickett, but year three for Kenny Pickett, because he's likely to be the starter as it stands right now, unless the Steelers do something drastic. Year three is huge for Kenny Pickett to where you'll know four games in, eight games in. You'll know. You'll know. There needs to be a progression there going into year three because there's no excuses now, right? I understand Matt Canada did you no favors. It's why you fire him midseason. Steelers hadn't fired a coordinator or a head coach midseason. 1941. You got to go back to World War II. But now everything's right. And on paper, on paper, the game's not played that way. But you have what you need. And Mason had some good success in four games. I'm not saying Mason Rudolph's your long-term answer. With Mason Rudolph, and if I was the Steelers, I'd try to resign him. But at what price? At what price? I'd try to say, hey, two two years, $10 million total. And if not, if you want to go walk away and see what another team's going to offer you, good luck because it, it depends on player personnel and the coaching that you surround yourself with. So with Mayfield, I think he'll be back with the Bucks, right? Because if they have the 26th pick, if the Bucks say, hey, Baker Mayfield, go test free agency, who are the Buccaneers bringing in as quarterback, right? So you have to think about this beyond just Pittsburgh, beyond just one team. And this is why I love the quarterback carousel, because once one quarterback signs with the team that he's not currently a member of, it's like dominoes. It just sets off a chain reaction. I love the coaching carousel. I love the quarterback carousel every offseason. It's one of the most entertaining things to watch. Chilla21, thank you for checking in. Steven's saying a draft in Pittsburgh would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Pittsburgh's do like if all these other markets can host a draft. I see no reason why the why the Steelers and and the city of Pittsburgh couldn't host a draft. Thomas checking in saying Mason, I believe, would be a much better fit than Baker. Yeah, and he's familiar with the personnel. He's familiar with the locker room. He's familiar with Tomlin, and I think he'd be a lot better value than Baker. The contract that Mason Rudolph will end up getting will be more than his league minimum, but it probably won't be. Uh, nearly as much as Baker Mayfield's going to fetch with whichever team ends up signing him. Like if Mayfield wants 40 mil a year, no, no. And and it's like, okay, Mayfield is a better quarterback than Mason Rudolph, but at what price? And that's my main argument against Kirk Cousins where, yes, it would be an upgrade, but what does that upgrade actually get you? Does it actually guarantee you a playoff win or postseason success? Kirk Cousins hasn't done that in the NFC with the Vikings. How is he going to do that with the AFC with all the quarterback talent in the AFC, right? So this is like with Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins will end up running it back with Minnesota for the same reasons where it's like, if you're the Bucs or the Vikings, if you're the Vikings, you don't re-sign Kirk Cousins. What's your plan? If you're the Buccaneers, you don't end up re-signing Baker Mayfield. What's your plan? And you have to have, say, two or three possibilities because the guy that you would want to replace said quarterback might not be there. 
he might sign with another team. Um, Steven checking in saying Kenny is very hard to watch. Hopefully Mason gets re-signed. I think that's what most Steelers fans would want realistically. And again, that's also understanding the price. Like, yeah, I would love to trade for Justin Herbert or go get a stud quarterback. There's only so many possibilities that the Steelers could pursue given who's a free agent and given with the fact of the Steelers have the 20th overall pick, right? So what are you going to do? But my point is, is what you thought that you had with Mitch Trubisky, you have to get the backup quarterback position right for two reasons. If Pickett gets hurt or if he struggles, if he's just not that good, you can't be afraid to move off your first round pick due to pride and draft capital being a front office member, right? Like if the 49ers moved off Trey Lance, who's the third overall pick in favor of Brock Purdy, who is the last pick. They just played in the Super Bowl and they almost won the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. When Jalen Hurts got drafted, Carson Wentz was your first round pick there. Dak Prescott was a mid-round pick. We've seen other teams do this. And the Steelers would be wise to say, okay, maybe the better conversation, the more insightful conversation, isn't who the Steelers sign in free agency or if they re-sign Rudolph to back up Pickett for this year. Maybe the bigger conversation is, who can you draft and develop and bring along to where if Pickett struggles, maybe bring someone in mid to late round that could be your Brock Purdy, if you will. And I think Brock Purdy is the exception, not the norm, because several quarterbacks were drafted in front of him, including Kenny Pickett. Including Kenny Pickett. So every team had the opportunity to draft Brock Purdy. And if this was an exact science, every team would get it right at the quarterback position. You're lucky if you have, say, a 30 or 40% success rate in drafting and developing quarterbacks. And I hope Kenny Pickett's that guy with the new OC and and being healthy. And being healthy. Steven, thank you for checking in. Thomas agreeing with me and saying, yep, two years for $10 million. It's essentially the money that you'd be, you would have been giving to Mitch Trubisky. You can now allocate towards Mason Rudolph. That's the approach I would try to take. But anything really beyond that, go to the open market, man, and see what you're worth. And I don't fault him for that. Mason will make more than the league minimum, but I wouldn't want to pay a premium for him as a backup. Like if you're re-signing Mason Rudolph, give him the opportunity to start in the 2024 season and have a real competition with Kenny Pickett. And there's reports too, and I don't know what to believe because everything's unnamed. No one wants to put a name behind it, and I understand why, but there's reports that the Steelers' locker room, that there are players that ride and die with Mason Rudolph, and I understand why, and you'd see it in the body language in the last three games of the regular season in the playoff game when Rudolph came in and did his thing. He's been in this locker room a long time, dating back to the Roethlisberger era, and he made the most of his opportunity at the end of the 2023 season. Yeah, I think we got a lot. Um, let me see. One more comment. I'll get to Ryan. Mason won't get re-signed. He wants a fresh start from what I've heard. And giving up on Kenny is beyond outlandish. I'm not saying give up on Kenny Pickett, but what's your plan behind Kenny Pickett due to injuries and due to on-field struggles? He hasn't been like six touchdowns in his second season. Ryan, I appreciate your comment. 
and and his OC did him no favors. I, I will preface what I'm about to say with that. Six touchdowns in a second season. Their quarterbacks in the NFL have thrown for six touchdowns in a single game. That has to improve. Point blank. Straight up. Ryan, I appreciate it. And yeah, you can't really abandon Pickett right now because of the draft capital that you spent. And the fact of the matter is he's your only quarterback under contract for this season. So this has been another edition of What Yins Think, where I go through viewer comments. There were several viewer comments I wanted to get to. My co-host, Ike Taylor, unable to join today. We'll try to get him back next week. He's very, very busy with draft preparations in advance of the NFL Combine. Again, that getting underway next week. But thank you for all the questions and the people reaching out, adding insight to this show here on the Believe in Steelers show. If you enjoyed this show, Apple and Spotify, please leave us a five-star review, five stars and five stars only, and on YouTube. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Please do me a favor. Appreciate all of you checking in. Enjoy the rest of your weeks. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I'm Mark Bergen signing off on the Believe in Steelers show. I'll see you next time. Take care. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.